Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. The Athletic. The Phil Hay Show. Welcome to the Phil Hay Show that's brought to you by The Athletic along with The Square Ball. My name's Dan Moylan. I'm here from The Square Ball with Phil Hay from The Athletic where you can read all Phil's stuff, theathletic.com forward slash leads pods and another busy weekend, Phil, following on from what's been a fairly mad, been a mad week and there's no let up yet, is there? Because Leeds lost to Man United and we are in the throes of trying to get a new manager in place. You can read all Phil's coverage about that stuff on The Athletic, theathletic.com forward slash leads pod for the year. Special sign-up price. Phil, where are we? What do we take from that game against Man United? And where are we with the manager hunt? You were saying, mad week. It's been a mad season, really. Mad 18 months, which has never really settled down uh, since the beginning of last season. And and it doesn't even really feel like the club's properly settled down since the, the sacking of Marcelo Bielsa almost exactly a year ago now. The, there was the game yesterday, obviously, but a little bit like... Manchester United away in midweek for, for 90 minutes or most of 90 minutes everybody was able to to plug in and you know lock into the game itself but round about it I don't imagine Leeds have ever been so distracted or had their minds elsewhere with, with this particular fixture on the agenda the, it, all eyes are on the head coach search and, and have been since Marsh was sacked prior to, to Marsh being sacked all eyes were on him and the, the question of what was going to happen with him and I think in the minds of a lot of us you know, the inevitability of the change that, that had to come. And I think as we get into this discussion, we will probably reflect again that they, they've left the Marsh decision too late. They have. They're trying to recruit now at a really difficult stage of the season where the league position is very, very poor without being absolutely dreadful, but, you know, 100% not great and, and not wildly attractive either. At a stage of the season where games are starting to count down now and there is, you know, you, you have to consider as a, a prospective head coach coming in, there is the risk that you take over a club who are relegated. One of the hallmarks of this search so far has been, I think, the the overriding feeling among a few coaches that they've spoken to that it is far better to take charge at the start of a season than it is midway through it. And, and this is not even midway through. You know, we're beyond the halfway point now and Leeds still 17th and, and in trouble. And the news yesterday was that Alfred Schroeder, the ex-Ajax coach, who was sacked by them, you know, two, two and a half weeks ago, no more than that, was in the crowd for the game, we've since learned that he was at the team hotel as well. Absolutely 100% in firm contention for the head coach's job. And, and if I'm being honest, as of last night and, and as of full time, I think highly likely to have, have got it. He was pitch side at one point post-match. You know, it wasn't even as if he was being hidden away. He was, he was very visible at that point. But suffice to say that the reaction to it, and I'm talking online more than anything, the club have not been oblivious to that at all. I've certainly not been oblivious to that. It was it was one of those classic moments where you tweet the story out, it gets about 50 likes and 800 replies within 20 minutes. And and the reaction was not at all positive and, and not at all encouraged. And I think the club moving to, to look at somebody like Schroeder tells you that it did not go well last week when it came to the, you know, the, the kind of key priority figures who they were trying to target. You know, the, the people who were most prominent on 
the shortlist of options that, that they really, really wanted. They've not been able to get. They've not been able to have breakthroughs with people like Andoni Iriola. And this is where they are. And I think they have a massive decision now about whether they go through with this, about whether they go with Schroeder. And it is a critical call. You know, we've got Everton on the horizon on Saturday, which is a huge game, followed by Southampton after that. And it feels as if this, you know, this period and, you know, these 24, 48, 72 hours could dictate so much this season. You talk about the decision to sack Marsh coming too late, Phil. Are we being entirely fair there? Or are we saying that with the benefit of hindsight? No, I don't think we are saying it with the benefit of hindsight. I think, you know, I'm always conscious of the general narrative that goes around head coaches that they, they don't get anywhere near enough time that clubs are extremely impatient with them. And sometimes too much is asked of them in a short space of time and they're, they're really on a hide into nothing. I think a lot of us could feel with Marsh that it, it was not going well and it didn't look, I felt from kind of October onwards that the, there wasn't really much promise of it coming good. And I think what you have to consider is that if if you reach February, middle of February, and at that point you try to change your coach, your options and your list of choices is going to be limited. It's going to be very, very small. You're essentially looking for a coach who will, you know, a talented coach, up and coming coach or um, highly rated coach who will give up the job that they're in, i.e. Um, Iriola, Rio Vallecano, Arna Slot at Feyenoord, or you're looking for somebody who's out of work. And by definition, you can pick up some very, very good out-of-work coaches. But, you know, coaches who, who are out of work tend to be out of work because they've been sacked from the previous posts, as with Schroeder um, at Ajax. Exactly the same with Marsh a year ago. You know, I'd, I'd left RB Leipzig. So when it came to actually securing him, Leeds were able to have him in the country on the same day as they dismissed Bielsa because he he was available. So it is, you know, it, it is a difficult discussion around Marsh because you, you can't deny that the club gave him all the time I think he could have expected. They gave him players, they recruited for him, they, they recruited specifically for the, the tactical plan that he was trying to to make work and, and trying to pull together. But I, I think I said after he was sacked, that moment of clarity where you realise how much of this season has been lost, you know, how much of this season has been lost in return for 19 points from 22 games. It's it, It's not enough. It's put them in real danger, in, in massive amounts of trouble at the bottom of the league. And now they're in this situation where they're trying to find a head coach. It's it's not going as, you know, as planned in the sense that I honestly think if Iriola had said yes last week and, and Rayo Vallecano had been willing um, to let him go and, and willing to negotiate his release, I think that would have been done already. But that's not where we are. And as it stands, you know, nine o'clock Monday morning, Schroeder looks like he is now the front runner and, and in absolutely firm contention for this. But Leeds have a decision to make on on the basis of the reaction that that there's been to it overnight. And do you think they may change their opinion on this as a uh, as an appointment, Phil? Because the reaction's been huge. I mean, just to follow this up, because I was fascinated by the reaction yesterday. So I stuck a poll out on the on the Squareball account, just ran it for twelve hours, and it's got sixteen and a half thousand votes. Based on what you know, would you like Alfred Schroeder as coach of Leeds United until the summer? Yes, no, or undecided. Yes was four percent. No was 81% and undecided was 15%. What do you think those results say? Um, I've got a thought on it, but I want to see what you think first. Well, I think they say, first of all, that Schroeder coming in and taking the job would have to be an appointment that worked very quickly and worked very well. I think if if you appointed Schroeder in those circumstances with, with scepticism around him and you went to Goodison Park and lost on Saturday, you'd already be in... In pretty volatile circumstances, which you know don't promise a huge amount, and 
I have to say, if I was Schroeder himself, looking at the reaction to the news of, of him being at Ellen Road, I, I think I would be questioning whether or not that was really a position I, I wanted to get into. I do think that there is, and has there's been this dissatisfaction, I think, growing dissatisfaction with the, the direction the club have been going in for the last year. There's no doubt about that. And it goes back a little bit further than that as well, really to the start of, of Bielsa's last season when you could feel the, the steam going out of the, the club's impetus and, and the momentum that they built up in the, the previous three years under him. And I think, you know, there is frustration with the hierarchy, without a doubt, frustration with the hierarchy. And I think there probably will be a certain shortage of trust in them to get this right. I think had they gone for somebody like Areola and delivered on that and delivered very quickly, it looked like a very, very interesting, fascinating appointment that he's done great things at, at Rio Vallecano. And I think even if had you gone for Areola and it hadn't really worked, you could still have seen the, the logic of, of appointing him. But with Schroeder, it does feel very much as if they've reached the point now where they're looking for available options, options that can be done quickly. Without a doubt, Everton has become a red line. They do not want this to go beyond the stage where a new head coach is in charge for the Everton game. You know, they, they don't want a third game to fall to a caretaker team, which is why, you know, there's been the urgency with Schroeder, I think, and, and why he's come into the picture um, as rapidly as he has. In the mind's eye, they would have appointed somebody else, without a doubt. But as I said right at the outset, middle of February is a difficult, difficult time to get exactly what you want. They've really not helped themselves, have they, either with Rajazani tweeting, needlessly, in my personal opinion, that they hope to get it done a week ago. So already you've put a time imperative in place. Separate to that, you've got the club confirming that the targets that they were after were in jobs, and then you see Schroeder's not in a job. So you think, well, they've missed out on all their targets. So there's, there's two different things there where that they've set parameters for themselves that they've not met. So you wonder why they felt the need to do that in the outset. Well, I think cl clubs tend to brief in these circumstances and clubs tend to try and give some direction or idea of, of what it is that they're, they're wanting to do. And, and it would be fair to say that at the outset of this, you know, the, the candidates they were looking for, like Iriola, for example, were 100% in work. I agree with you about Radrazani's tweets. I don't see the purpose of them and I don't see how they help. You know, you, you're you talking to people about white smoke on Tuesday afternoon and then suddenly it's Monday morning and you've got Schroeder, um, who's been in the crowd at Ellen Road and has been at the, the team hotel. It seems to be a, you know, a massive swerve or a gear change away from what you were originally talking about. But it's, it's symptomatic of the way that the week has gone. You know, they've gone from looking at the candidates who ideally they would have taken and, and people who they'll have been looking at for a while, but who, you know, Iriola, for example, I think would be very doable at the end of the season. They like um, Marcelo um, Gallardo, who was at uh, River Plate for eight years and, and left that job in October. But everybody around Gallardo says he, he does not want to take his next job at this stage. You know, he wants it to be with a full season ahead of him, which I totally understand. You know, it, it makes sense. That's the, the kind of the Bielsa attitude towards work is that you want pre-season so that you can plan it properly. You don't really want to to firefight. I think with Schroeder as well, when you start to look, he's, he's been at Hoffenheim, he's been at Club Bruges, he's obviously been at Ajax where it, where it didn't didn't go well for him. So on at face value and on paper, you can say he's been at some, some prominent clubs. But some of those jobs haven't, worked out at all. Ajax, certainly not. Um, and, you know, the, the, it's not difficult to find stories of conflict between him and, and certain players there. Daily Blint, I think, being the, the one that, that has jumped out more than anything. True as well to say that Ajax sold some big players last summer. You know, they sold Lissandro Martinez and, and Anthony for a lot of money. But 
he also, as, as far as I can tell, has never been in this particular situation where you're picking up a club who are in, you know, in so much trouble at the bottom of the table and, and need to, to settle quickly and need to find some rhythm and form quickly. So it begs the question straight away of whether or not this is a sensible appointment or the right appointment. And as if over these things, you know, you, you would find out in time. But I understand why people would be concerned about it, why people would wonder if it was going to work. And I don't think anybody at Ellen Road would be able to deny that as of last Monday when they sat Marsh, in, in no way was the plan for Schroeder to come in on a, a fairly short-term basis to the end of the season. You know, that was just not the the idea. That was not the strategy. Um, I still believe that the prime strategy was ideally to lure Areola over from, from Real Vallecano, but it's perfectly obvious that that's not going to happen unless something dramatic changes. Just returning to the reaction then, and I think you touched on the conclusion that I reached um, having slept on this overnight, Phil, because I think there, there are sort of two strands to that 81% who don't want him. That There are the fans who have perhaps um, read the reactions of Ajax fans and is it 20 who, who he was at before yes. prior to that? Yeah, and their fans of all kind of, the ones that you've seen anyway have, have said they're not all that uh, overly enamoured with him. And then there are fans that are feeding off the opinions of other fans. I think it's important to recognise that. And yeah, by, by, yeah, sure. yeah, by no means is, is a Twitter poll in any way scientific. It's just an interesting kind of way to sort of take the temperature of how people feel on any given day. And, you know, emotions are always running high on the off the back of losing home to Man United. And then I slept on it and realised that, that that outcome, it, it's a it's a reflection of Victor Orta, isn't it? It's a proxy vote on him, really. And the the wider ownership, I guess, this this regime, it's there's not a lot of confidence in it. Well, every, everything leads do. Everything that they do, every strategy they have when it comes to recruitment and also, you know, head coaches, the idea is always long-term. And I think I've said previously that even though it didn't work out with Christiansen Heckenbottom in, in Radrazani's first season, they were never supposed to be short-term appointments in the same way that Marsh was never meant to be short-term, in the same way that the, the, the plan this time round was not to do, you know, a, a coach who would take you to the end of the season and then from there you would take stock and, and see what happens next. And I I suspect that people are starting to feel as if, you know, the kind of conviction and, and the direction of the club is, is gone and, and that the way they would like to operate is not the way they're actually able to operate. To go back to Iriola, I, I think that would have been a fairly unanimous, unanimously popular choice. I think people who looked at his football and read about him and understand what he's done there. And then in a short period of time, because he's a very young coach, would have liked the idea of him coming in and trying to trying to create a project at Ellen Road in, in his own style. With Schroeder, you you are into the into the ballpark of saying we just need somebody who can get us through the back end of this season. That's how it feels now. And that's how I think it's going to have to be. You know, I think it is going to have to be at this stage an appointment that that is here, certainly initially, for for two, three, four months and gets you through to the end of it. But perhaps we shouldn't be surprised about that. I mean, how many clubs at the bottom of the table or, or in the position leads are in are ever going to have the luxury of being able to pick exactly who they want at this stage of the season? You just aren't. You aren't at all. And as I say, I, I think with hindsight, and it is with hindsight, but you know, I've, I've kind of felt like this for for the, the, the back end of Marsh's tenure, this is run to a point where it's a critical time, you know, an absolutely critical stage. And particularly because of the two games coming up now, particularly because of the fact that Southampton have sacked Nathan Jones and are about to change manager and are, oddly enough, you know, considering Marsh, but might go for somebody else and might start to pick up form. This is absolutely vital, this decision. And and as is the, the management of the club over the next couple of weeks, it's, it's critical to making sure that they don't go down. 
and it feels to me like just speaking on behalf of myself here, like it was a mistake, yeah, not not to do this when they had the window to do it during the World Cup. Perhaps it needed a bit more bravery, a bit more, a bit more certainty around where this was going. Uh, it feels like they've lacked that, doesn't it? Where where Marsh was concerned. I get that that's difficult, and I get that that's easy to say looking back now. And th- there's always that part of you that thinks if if this could click and it could work, then the project that's already in place you can stick with. You don't need the upheaval. You don't need the cost of the payoff of of a manager. But in the end, it hasn't worked. And, you know, Marsh has a choice um, this time last year is evidently a mistake. You know, it has not has not happened. But the coaching world is sort of weird, weird, many go round. You know, Schroeder out of work at Ajax after Ajax for two and a half weeks and now seriously considered for the Leeds job. Marsh out of work for less than a week after leaving Leeds and, and kind of being seriously considered for Southampton as well. It, it is odd, odd the way it goes. But the you know I, I think the, the developments with Schroeder are going to be very interesting. Whether the club feel that they can grit the teeth and push through with it and do it anyway, because let's be honest, he was not here for a holiday yesterday, and he was not here as Ten Hags plus one. You know, he was here because he he was being seriously seriously considered um, for the post. Will they do it or will they not? My concern with Schroeder, I mean, I, I won't pretend to know much about him other than the reports I've seen from you know there's various blogs websites. Ajax fans saying things, but you look at his record in a kind of general sense and you've got a manager who's had one spell of success in a weaker league, which happened at, at Bruges, didn't it? Um, then he stepped up to a bigger league, failed, concerning reports emerging from that club, from its fans, from its hierarchy, and then he rocks up at Leeds. It's got all the hallmarks of a, of a classic Victor Orta broken toy, hasn't it? Well, if, if Leeds were, say, top half, and they were going for this appointment. I think you'd still be a bit perplexed about it because of how, how it went at Ajax. But you would maybe feel if, if as a club you were convinced that Schroeder would be good for you, you'd maybe feel that you had the, the leeway to do it without the, the damage being intense. But it, it seems to me, looking at this, that if this is one that they get wrong, the consequences are going to be absolutely massive. And I think... A few weeks back, Master was sort of saying we're not in a relegation fight at this stage, and and they absolutely were. And I don't think anybody at this point could say that they're not. You know, it's it very, very much in the mix down there in a serious way. And it's just such a big call, this. It's such a big call. And as I say, because it's Goodison Park on Saturday, because it's that fixture in particular, because Leeds know that if they lose at Goodison Park, I mean, it's the Merseyside derby tonight, so that might change the table in itself. But if they lose at Goodison Park, they'll be they will absolutely be bottom three. With you know, if if Shoyer is in place with a head coach who, who, who the suggestion of appointing him has, has created the reaction that it did um, overnight, it would be a worrying, worrying situation. They've got to nail this this week. They do. I should say as well, from a fan's point of view, I think if it is Schroeder who is named, he will get the backing from the outset. But set against that, I also think fans will not be shy in voicing their disapproval if this does not work immediately I think and, and the same goes for the board of course I mean in a lot of ways that's not really about Schroeder is it that's more about the, the build up of what's been going on for, for 12 to 18 months um, and I think in a lot of people's minds that the feeling that this might have been coming I mean it's still slightly perplexing because I, I feel as if it it is a decent squad at Leeds I feel as if the, there's more to be had out of this squad than 17th place and and actually, you know, they they played well twice against um, Manchester United. I, I think 
to come out of those two games with one point was they'll, they'll be feel hard done by and, and they should. Circumstances where actually they could have come out of the games with six, I think. But they, they did definitely run out of steam towards the end at Old Trafford. They did run out of steam yesterday against Manchester United as well. I don't think the substitutions... Skubala, I feel, and I, you know, you might argue the toss for me here, I think he's done a really good job the last two games. I honestly do. Having to pick that up on Monday, I think he's he's managed to deliver two pretty strong performances, two pretty good performances, limited in their own way, but I'm left thinking, what what more can you expect? You know, It's going to be limited, isn't it? Because you can't cover every base in that period of time. I don't think the substitutions worked yesterday. I think they probably, and again, I think Ten Hag's did. You know, um, Martin is coming on, um, Garnacho as well. It, it's just, I guess, the, the the elevated quality that helps to win games like that. But it did start to swing towards Manchester United in the last 15 minutes um, at Ellen Road. And when you needed that bit of class, you know, that, that I guess, deadly finishing. They were there, weren't they? It was a great header from Rashford. I know he's at close range, but... Great cross from Shaw, great finish from Rashford. Second goal, absolutely deadly as well. Um, and that was that. And it's funny, you know, since Schroeder's name has come up, I've seen a few people saying to me, I'd, I'd rather go for Skubala um, than, than go for Schroeder. Is either option right, really? You know, is uh, could you really thrust this into Skubala's hands? Is that fair? You know, ask him to, to see them through the back end of the season. I think it needs something different to that. I think it needs something more... I guess an appointment of more conviction that, that looks like the, there isn't confidence in what's being done. It needs an appointment of gravitas, doesn't it, more than anything, yeah. I, think, I think, Phil. And I think, yeah, yesterday, the moment when I went, uh-oh, was when they hit the bar. And uh, I said over on our show, like, you could see Leeds physically tiring at about 70 minutes. Yes. They were just trying to slow the game down, break it up a little bit. They started using Melier a little bit more from attacking positions. And he just thought, they haven't got the legs here quite. I think that happened at Old Trafford as well. But uh, I would say that one of the things I liked about Skubala's approach was that it wasn't as if the, the press was uh, unaggressive or, or unenergetic, but I thought it was tighter and it was a bit more pragmatic and sensible in that it wasn't wild and loose. You know, they were almost a little bit more compact, asking Man United to play through them, which they were not good at, really, um, for, for a lot of the game. The, in, in midfield, Fred and, and others, um, Sabitza, never really got on top until until the latter stages. And I think, again, Adams and McKinney had, had a good game for the most part yesterday. But you're right, you know, that shot off the bar and then just the, I guess, more and more, the balls to Rashford looking for his pace just started to become harder and harder to deal with. And there was just that increasing feeling that, that Rashford was going to do something at some stage, which he did. And it was, it was a, it was a classy finish. It was a, a, a good header. Whether they deserve to come away with that result, I, I'm not so sure. But once again, you sat after the game, you know, listening to this, to, to comments of we probably deserve more. And it feels like we've been stuck in that hole and stuck in that corner for, for weeks and weeks. And the longer it goes on, the more trouble you get into. And it was the same move again, moving Rashford inside that undid Leeds, wasn't it? They brought Garnacho on yeah, I mean, and went I, out to the left. I almost said on Friday's show, and I didn't because I didn't want to score a, a hat-trick, but I almost said that Veghorst, I'm almost wondering whether Ten Hag's on the wind-up, really. But Rashford is just at a different level altogether to him. And absolutely, once you know, once he was right in the thick of the game, it was it was a problem. Could have been a different game, though, couldn't it? If Somerville scores early absolutely. doors, yeah, um, it could give Leeds the impetus, and maybe they they have it in the legs. You know, the adrenaline carries them through for the final twenty minutes or whatever. Yeah, the the chances were there. The 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 good positions were there. I don't think they made quite enough of the good positions they were in. I think in both games to give Skubala his due. 
He's picked attacking lineups. They've had a crack at it. You know, they've deliberately gone out to try and win the game. I don't think there was any doubt about that. It's, it must be tempting as a caretaker to be a little bit cautious and to kind of play the percentages. But I don't feel like Skubala tried to do that at all. And I think he's definitely enhanced his reputation over the past week. But I also feel, you know, caretaker stakes that there's a big difference between having to, to manage a couple of games and having to manage a Premier League running when you're in danger of going down. Like, do you think perhaps he took Bamford off a little bit too early yesterday because Jorginho Ruta didn't offer the same pressing yeah. after he came on? And he looked a little bit lost, to be perfectly honest, didn't he? He, didn't, he was nowhere near up to the speed of the game. I don't think Bamford had a particularly great game. You know, I don't think he was he was particularly great, but it was, I would have said that the system was far more effective um, prior to those substitutions. And, and although with Harrison, some of his decision-making wasn't perfect either, it felt like him leaving the field made a difference. Um, it, it just you you could definitely feel that swing as as quite often happens towards Manchester United in the last fifteen minutes. And I think as soon as Rashford scored, the the entire ground seemed to know that it was game over. Yeah, it completely changed the atmosphere because the Man United fans had, had mostly been quiet up yeah. to that point. It, it was quite an absorbing clash actually for for the most part. But then it just switched in it. Like there was that acceptance that yeah, this is done now. Yeah, it was really, it was really engaging. I mean, the, some of the chanting was not great, and yeah. I was saying on Twitter, I feel like it's never going to eradicate that from either. Side. And it's pointless, you know. From what I was told and, and from what we could gather, the, the Istanbul chant started before the Munich chants. But it, you know, it, it's all one in the same thing, and it just feels as as if no matter what you do, this is this is always going to go on. You know, in the same way as Jimmy Savile chants and everything else, it just never, it just never stops. But the games themselves, the actual football, it was really, really engaging without either game being absolutely brilliant. You know, I don't think yesterday was a technical masterclass in, in any sense at all, but it was like a proper, proper rivalry, proper old fashioned rivalry. And actually, I think what helped was that, you know, in, in years gone by, there might have been much bigger disparity between Manchester United and Leeds. And OK, they had Rashford, you know, players like that who were able to make the difference. But it felt like incredibly even for a lot of it. You know, it felt like it was it was in the balance. And actually, I felt like for a lot of it, Leeds had the better of it. Some nice big crunching tackles that went in as well um, yeah. at, at different moments, which always gets the crowd going. Don't you, you see how how games are reft a lot more in the modern era? And I mean, that's part of, I guess, a lot of, of what makes people fall out with football is the way that it's become softer and softer and softer as a contest. And yet yeah. you see these big tackles going, you think this is what it's all about. This is brilliant fun. It is. Kubala was asked about the McKinney and Adams partnership afterwards and he said, I, I love that partnership and I think that's got an awful lot of legs. It's, it's going to be really interesting once Rocky is fit and once we settle down with whoever is going to be head coach and, and they you know they start to pick a lineup in the formation that they favour. It'd be really interesting to see what happens in midfield. You, you, you know, Rock is new to the club, relatively speaking, too, and from, from Bayern Munich last summer and, you know, will not be intending to sit on the bench, but quite clearly... McKenney is getting into this quickly. McKenney wants to play. Adams, absolutely no interest in, in dropping out of the team. And, and given his form this season, there's there's no way you would drop him from the team. So that's it, you know, that's one area where, where they're gonna have to find the balance. And what a fascinating prospect coming up in a couple of weeks with the Southampton game as well. What if Jesse Marsh takes over there? Do you think he could finally win at Ellen Road this year? <laughs> well, it's it, I mean, it, it, whether or not Southampton go down that route, we'll we'll see. Um and, and needless to say, I'm not following that especially closely. But it, it, it is the case that they've had eyes on him. 
Marsh, from what I can gather, would be interested in the job as well. I mean, one of the things they always said about Marsh at Leeds was that although the, the USMNT job was there to be had, you know, I, I know it's, there's a lot to resolve over there and it's all a bit fractious and, and contentious, but, you know, the likelihood is that that's going to come up for grabs and he would be a candidate. But I think from what was being said, he he wants to try and stick in club football if he can. I don't think he's necessarily ready to go from, from club football. But again, given that Southampton are on to their third head coach of the season, that would be a massive call. How big do you think the next 24, 48, 72 hours is in terms of, of Leeds United's recent history? It feels like there's an absolutely monumental decision that's got to be taken and they've got to get it right. Both that period and the next two weeks because of the games that fall into it. I mean, I don't know how many points you'd actually need from those two fixtures, Everton and Southampton, but six is very much in my mind. Um, and... Less than that, I think, will we'll probably ensure that Leeds are still in the thick of it um, or, or much closer to the bottom three than they, they would want to be. But let's be honest, it, it you know a lot of this now is going to rest on what they do with the head coach. And you know if it is Schroeder and if they do go for go for him and decide to, to grit the teeth and, and crack on with it, then he's going to have to deliver quickly. Do you think they might back down? Do you think they're going to go through with it? If you had to put your house deeds on it, what do you reckon? Well, put it this way, I, I, they, they won't have ignored the reaction last night. They won't be oblivious to it. It won't have gone over their heads. They'll know what the, the mood is about Schroeder. And that will very much be in their minds, I think, as as they decide. But it's not, I guess it's not as simple as saying, OK, on that basis, we won't go for him. You've got to have alternatives and you've got to have other people to, to go for. And as you know, this time last week, I would have said to you, you know, I, I think Ariola there's a high probability because I didn't expect Raya Vallecano to be so resistant at this stage, you know, clearly on the basis of what was going on yesterday and Schroeder's presence in Leeds, you know, he, I, I suspect he was extremely close to the job at that point. Where it's going to go from here, we'll have to see. I don't know. <laughs> As it's always the case with Leeds, isn't it? I mean, <laughs> trying to predict what's going to happen next. Like if, if they appoint Schroeder, it won't be a surprise because he's here and, you know, he was at the game yesterday, he was at the team hotel, that, that tells you everything they need to go it uh, tells you everything you need to know. But if if they decide to go in another direction on the basis of the kind of mood and, and the reaction to that yesterday, I don't think that would be a great surprise either, would it? It'd make a great soap, soap opera, if nothing else, wouldn't it? Football does, yeah, without a doubt. It does well. We'll wrap it up there then, Phil, for the Monday edition. Uh, the show will be back later in the week. Maybe with or without you, we're not quite sure yet because we've got half-term plans are right up in the air, but we will certainly keep tabs on everything that's happening at Leeds United. Absolutely. Theathletic.com forward slash leads pod to sign up for The Athletic then. Uh, another huge week in store. Um, you can read everything that Phil writes on there and you can listen to these pods as well. Ad free, theathletic.com forward slash leads pod. Back later in the week. We'll speak to you soon. The Phil Hay Show. 